Hello, hello, hello to the digital airwaves. This is First G coming at you for the JNAC podcast. So good to be back at you. Um, I got a very special episode today. Today we are getting into um, another episode of Meet the Pastor. So I talked to my wonderful wife, our senior pastor, Tiffany Peppers. Uh, We recorded that one. And now I'm on to my second one. And this lady, let me tell y'all, she is a wonderful wife. She is a leader. She is a prayer warrior. She is the hip young auntie of the pastoral team. Because let me tell y'all, it's like if she needs to talk to grandma, she could do that and have a connection. Or if she needs to talk to the kids, she can connect with that as well. And just an overall wonderful, wonderful lady, Mrs. Fontima Vaughn, how are you? I am wonderful. Love the intro. Absolutely fabulous. I gotta, again, I told my <laughs> wife, I gotta, I gotta bring out the big guns when I'm introducing <laughs> you guys. You know, I don't wanna, I don't wanna um um sugarcoat anything. I wanna keep it nice and nice and fresh. So um I wanted to bring you on. This is a meet the pastor episode. Okay. So part of my thinking in doing this is so I'll let you guys into when you're uh, listening in. I wanted to get a grip on who we are as pastors, because a lot of times you see us on the stage. You see us leading a class. You see us in passing. You see us on videos. Yeah. But you don't get to really understand who we are. Yeah. You know, we 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 got a circle of, of friends that we're really close to. Um, one of the funny things I just told my I just told uh, Pastor Tiffany this excuse me, the other day, um, I kn- it's like everyone knows me, but I don't know them. Yeah. And that's a very, that's a very scary place for me. Yeah. Because it's like everyone sees me, my face on the screen or whether it's with um, my wife Tiffany, and they all know my name, yeah. everything. Yes. And it's like, yes. I don't know you because there's so many people. Right. And I feel so bad. So this is... Um, just to, to dig a little deeper. Yeah. So yeah. Um, if if I was meeting you for the first time, what would you want to tell me? Well, I think I would say, um, you know, who I am, that I am a wife. I've been married for 30 years. Shout out Trendle. <laughs> My man. All right, settle down. (laughs) Settle down. That's so funny. Um, Yeah, been been married for 30 years, and we've been together for 34 years. Um, I say that me and Trendo, we we got raised in our marriage because we've been together for so long. And we have two children that we got the opportunity to adopt when they were babies. Um, They are 26 and 27 now, and... I'm a hairstylist by trade. I teach. And so those are some of the basics of me, but they are the largest part of me. Right. You know, so I know when people say that, you know, kind of do an introduction of themselves, it's like, well, that's that's who I am. That's who I am. You know, that's who I am. So and I it's so much that stems from that. But but that is me. So you adopted. I, I'm me and Tiffany are actually uh, just got into that world and that. um process how was the process for you adoption Mm. it was it was a lot yeah (laughs) it was a lot I'm learning that yeah the the long and the short of it is like you know you get a lot of we worked with a few different agencies Mm -hmm. um at the beginning so some were good some were horrible you know so the experiences and then you are you're so ready you know you're so ready so but then you're so heartbroken because this doesn't work that doesn't work I mean there was one we even had a baby that like we visit we were supposed to bring her home Mm. and it ended up being like a financial issue that they didn't say was a financial issue but basically that's what it was and all in all that company is no longer and we're very glad because you know but when we got the opportunity it was God kind of doubled up on us okay so my son and daughter are only seven months apart they were born in the same year 
mm-hmm. you know. And so when that came about, it was like we were excited. We got my daughter. We were ready to go. She's in family adoption. So one of my husband's um, younger cousins okay. was going to put her up for adoption. And we were like, eh-eh. Yeah. No, no I not, not, not going to go that way. Yeah. And my sister um, works for a foster care agency. And she came across my son and was fearful of telling us, like, I saw this little baby, but I, I, I can't. I can't not tell you guys about him. If you say no, you say no. Right. But I know you guys just got a baby. And, you know, she was like, I just, I can't do it. And yeah. I know that was God, like, tugging on her heartstrings to call me. Because it's like, we got a baby now. We good. Yeah. So we, you know, got my son. And we raised them as twins, and that's basically. amazing. So they never went into the system. Well, my son was in the system for a period of time. Only about, we adopted him at... He was about seven and a half months, Okay, you know, seven and a half months. And he had been in foster care. He had went from his birth family, birth mom to birth aunt to foster care for a short period of time. And there was an older couple that was going to take him. They had adopted other children, but then they realized they were getting a little old and Mm -hmm. they couldn't do it. So then we got the opportunity to do so. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I am... um, I am nervous, uh, you know, uh, getting them in. So we we, we started uh, home visits. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it's kind of like a first date yeah. where it's like I know that even on my part and on, on, on uh, her part, um, we're on our, like, best behavior, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I'm just waiting to, to fully get into, you know, everything that, was dealt with being in the system because man, the more I, I learned, cause it's a lot of things you got to do to, to get the uh, license to foster. Yes. And I'm like, man, sometimes I think like if, if, if they did this for people to get pregnant, maybe we wouldn't have this Hello. problem. Hello. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to go through all this just to have a kid, I like, tell you, we sir. might not have this problem. Yes. But um, just learning about everything and going through all the motions. Yeah. It, yeah. It's really tough. And, and I, I it kind of left a, I know that this is going off in a tangent. I didn't, I, didn't, <laughs> I don't really want to go down, but I, I it's like I had a f- in my heart. I know that it's a good thing that they're that they have these kids, but it's like it I, it left a bad taste in my mouth because mm-hmm. I'm looking and it's like the, the their kids. They're not like items at the grocery store where yeah. it's like. I'm looking. It's like, oh well, maybe this one. It's like, oh, yeah. it's like I don't, I don't even want to do something like that. Yeah. And then, and then even thinking like some people, um, like in our situation, um, we've heard stories where they'll get, they'll have the child, mm-hmm. and then they'll just change their mind. And it's like you're not returning a library book. This is right. a person. Yeah. And man, yeah. just just yeah, it is, it is a lot. It, it's a lot, and I'll I guess I'll kind of segue into uh, from the story to like Christianity. Uh, for me, it it was me getting to understand what it truly was to be a parent and to love. Mm-hmm. You know that that kind of made me look at it in a different aspect. You know, so then, and like I said, kind of, I guess, segueing from, you know, my story into, you know, I was raised Muslim. Mm -hmm. You know, I was raised Muslim. So when that's your background, that's what you go to, even though you kind of get away from certain things in religion. But when we were getting ready to adopt our kids and we were doing those visits and stuff like that, so I'd be in the hair salon talking about it and so excited and we get to take little pictures and, you know, stuff like that. And there were so many people that were like, oh, my God, you're going to be blessed, you know, for doing that. Like, there's so many kids that are out there that need families. And, you know, like you said, they the birth parents weren't taught or right. helped or right. went through classes or whatever. But I had to. Yeah. You know, I had to go. We had to go to classes. Mm-hmm. And you were seeing, you seeing all of that it's stuff. But it's like God was preparing us mm-hmm. for all of the hardships that they w- have gone through and then that they were going to experience mm-hmm. also. So you got to look at it a little bit differently. Yes, you're going to be mom and dad, but you are different. You're going to be a different type of mom and dad. Absolutely. Because of what you see. So it, again, back to the person saying that, you know, you're going to be blessed for doing this. Well, being raised Muslim, you don't hear that word like blessed. blessed you don't, right. you know, it's just certain things. And I think in, you know, the Christian world, there's so many things that are just 
that's what we say. You know, you used to saying that, but I didn't understand that. It was like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I know, I know it's a word. I know what the, you know, the definition. But so I started to first go to the Quran and kind of look like, what does that mean when you adopt a child and okay. what does God have to do with it? Always you, the studier. Right? Always the studier. <laughs> yes, I, I do have to say that. So. Yeah. I wanted to know, you know, I'm nosy. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, uh, those of us who teach and train, we, we nosy. Right. We're just nosy people. Right. <laughs> so when I looked at that and I would read in the Quran and I, the only, there was understanding that I could get was if a uh, husband dies and he leaves a wife and children, you know, and there's someone else that wants to take them in, like she, he could marry the wife and then take care of like her children as his own or he could marry the wife and then also marry like the eldest daughter you know as his wife and looked at I was like well wait what you know (laughs) wait wait okay you know because as an you know you're raised in something so you just kind of a dogma you go you're taught how to pray you talk prayers and you kind of do those different things but my mom kind of stepped away from it by the time we were teenagers so I hadn't got to the point where um, you know I started studying on my own she stepped away from the religion she stepped away from the religion okay you know as a teenager so I didn't get to study like on my own as a teenager right. to kind of figure it out. Right. So now here I am getting ready to adopt these kids, people saying you're going to be blessed and I'm trying to figure that whole thing out. So then it was like, okay, I have friends around me that were Christians and stuff like that. So it was like, okay, well, give me a Bible and let me let me see what the Bible oh, has to so say. So this was when you were adopting. This is when I was adopting. Okay. Yeah, okay. I got saved probably. We were in the process of adopting our children. Uh-huh. And I got saved probably the year that we the year or the year after that okay. we were adopting our kids. Oh, so okay. they're 26, 26 and 27 now. Okay. So we've been saved, me and my husband since they were about two or three All right. years old, All right. you know. So that that really took us um, to try to understand, you know, what Christianity were, was from just that word. Someone saying you're going to be blessed because of you adopting these kids. So was that your first exposure? Someone mentioned uh, the word blessed or? I, I, it wasn't my uh, first exposure, but it was we had Muslims, Jehovah Witness, Baptists, all in our family. Okay. African Methodists. It he was, was a melting pot. We was a melting pot of religion. We had it all. I think we was just going to make sure we hit every point. Right. Just in case, <laughs> And then right? by the time we got to the end, <laughs> we was going to get it right. Somebody got it. <laughs> Somebody going to know something. Maybe TT was right. Maybe Grandpa was right. Whatever it was. <laughs> we was going to get it figured out. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that, that, was, uh, that was the beginning of seeking for me was okay. when, the kids, when the kids came along. Okay. Yeah. And when did you... And when did you, that first relationship with Jesus start? Did you have a moment? Do you have a story? Um, a lot of people got a saved story. I was sitting in my room and and I heard this voice, and, you know. <laughs> Mine was very, I guess, it, it was emotional, but it was more analytical. Like I just, you know, there were... Things that I could understand, there were things that I knew. And like I said, the friend of mine that uh, we worked together in the salon, she had been saved, you know, for years. And um, she would talk to me about, you know, we would watch Joyce Meyer and then we come to work and we talk about, you know, what Joyce Meyer said and what that meant and all that. So I would ask her a lot of questions. So she would say, well, you know, at the end when Joyce Meyer is kind of giving the... Um, you know, salvation call, like she was like, it doesn't matter whether it's on TV or not. If you say those words, you're saved. Right. Like Joel. Yeah, exactly. So it was like, okay, let me say those words the next time I I watch her. And Mm -hmm. I think, I feel like it wasn't like the next time, but maybe it was the time after that where she did it. So she said it. I'm standing in front of the TV. I say the words and it was like, Okay, I'm a Christian now. <laughs> I, I'm a Christian. All right, praise him. And I'm like, what in the world does that even mean? <laughs> so, so I went to work and I told her, and it's like, you know, you just kind of continue on with your day. You know, Guess so what? I just, I'm a Christian I'm now. I'm a Christian, yeah, I got it. Like, what? So I told her, and then she was like, okay, I'm going to come over tonight. You know, I'm going to come over after work. So she came over. 
I don't even think it was that night, maybe the next day. And she had her Bible mm-hmm. and she went to the back of the Bible and, you know, they had it in there again or whatever. So she was like, and she kind of gave me the salvation prayer again. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And then it was almost like she went to like, okay, now the Bible says like you have to forsake your mother, your father, and Mm -hmm. you know, and go after Jesus. And I was like, okay. And this is where I feel like the analytical part comes in. So she starts quoting all of these different scriptures. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was like solid with it. Like I said, I I was saved yesterday. I got it. I I understand. And and she was just like, you know, it was like she had that kind of this puzzled look on her face. Like, I ain't never walked nobody to Christ like this. Right. Like, it's like, you skipping along. <laughs> Wait a minute. You just happy with it? You ready to go? And I, But when, when she was saying that, you know, you have to forsake your mother and your father to follow Christ, I knew that it didn't mean, like, in a literal, like, I can never talk to you again. Right. It it was talking about their ways, right. you know, the the ways that they have, the things that they do. They right. might have taught you and trained you, but it may be some things that don't line up with God's word. Absolutely. And you're going to have to go against that. It's like growing up. It's like it's like exactly. becoming, becoming an adult, it, not saying that your parents were wrong or yes. anything, but they laid, they laid up certain foundation, but then you have to take it and make it what you're going to make it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so, so that was it, and I, I, I knew that. Mm-hmm. I knew that. So when she was saying those scriptures to me and we kind of went, it's like she kind of wanted to, I feel like, make sure, you know. So we went through it again. I was like, cool. You know, we went through the salvation prayer again. I said it again. She was like, girl, you know, this is something else. And then we were excited, you know. So that was, I, I would say, the start where I actually said the words That's that funny. I was a Christian. You said, I'm a Christian. I'm now. a Christian. <laughs> I'm a Christian. You know, but to be of another religion, it's like, now after about a week or so, then it started to hit hard. Yeah. Because it was like, well, <laughs> you got a whole family, mm. including your, you know, it was my stepdad who became a Muslim when I was two years old and changed my name and everything. Um, so you got a whole family, you know, full of Muslims. How'd they react? Hmm. <laughs> I, I, okay. I have to say, nobody really said anything negative okay maybe no not one. to your face not maybe not to my face mm-hmm. maybe not to my face but there was a you did start to feel kind of like the separation okay you know so yeah. then there was like i have an older sister so call my older sister and kind of invite her to a couple of things and oh we know you at the shop on saturday so you know we didn't even want to bother you with yeah, it yeah. it was like yeah. mm. right <laughs> it was like yeah yeah i know what you're doing Hurtful to my flesh, but understandable. It was like I had to understand it. I mm-hmm. had to know like what was going on. So I focused on the word of God. I focused on my family. It was like whatever. It's it is what it is. However, you are gonna receive this. I'm not gonna turn away from you. You know, in what? loving you. I love that. It, it it may seem like a simple thing, but it's like all those barriers in your way mm-hmm. especially with family you know yes. they, you have deep ties with family yes. and and like they talk about peer pressure when you when you young and growing up Please. in school it's like when you old when you older <laughs> not old mm-hmm. i'm saying when you yeah. grow up and yeah. become an adult the peer pressure from your family is big time yeah. and for you to have a breakthrough and and go on this journey despite of that. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's God. Yeah, it is. That's how God works. It is. It that's is. It's God definitely works. him. Because you can't do the, it without him. Absolutely. He gonna, <laughs> the, the glory going to go to him. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. going to go to him. Yeah. That is awesome. So from a Muslim to a, I'm a Christian now. <laughs> and then um, here at JNAC, um, it's going to be two years now coming up yeah. this next year. Yeah. Two years now where we were ordained mm-hmm. pastors. Yeah. So you have come a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, in though, in this year and a half and say almost two years, how has life as a pastor been? <laughs> uh, you know, what has changed? Um, what hasn't changed? Oh, did you have expectations? So let's talk about that. Well, uh, it has been very interesting. <laughs> to say, that's a great word. To, that's to a say loaded. That's a loaded word right there. Interesting. I, very interesting to say the least. And I guess because I have had 
I have a uh, a cousin um, on my grandmother's side, my mother's side, um, who is a female pastor. Okay. So she is ha- and has been like my mother in Christ, my mentor. Okay. So but even before she performed my wedding, you know, all of that. So I've always had Shout out to her. pastoral, yes, Pastor Charlene Bulls Mills. <laughs> all right. Um, I have I've always had nurturing and mentoring in the ways of the Lord because of her. Okay. You know, so she started out just basically just in my marriage, you know, her encouraging us. How her, did you connect with her? She is, she's, she's family. Okay. She is my, she's family. She's a, a literal cousin. Okay. <laughs> so she is. You said cousin. I'm yeah, sorry. that's okay. She is one of my mom's first cousins. Okay. You know, so she is the only uh, female pastor in our family that we know of. Yeah. We have a couple of male pastors um, that have passed on some of the older ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just, yeah, a literal cousin. Okay. Um, because my husband and I were not saved when we got married, right. we like she, I knew that we wanted to have an outdoor wedding, okay. you know, getting to, we'll talk about that later on, but we wanted to have an outdoor wedding, want to be outside in nature and stuff like that. I, so we weren't saved didn't have a church or anything like that, but I knew I wanted that ceremony. I okay. wanted someone to pray over us yeah. and do the whole thing you see on TV, you uh-huh. know, so wear the white dress, all of those different things. And she was, so she was, she was the, one. the one who was going to do that. But in that, she was a pastor so it was like okay you got to come to therapy you know Mm -hmm. you got to have premarital um therapy so that that started it you know that started it she didn't force us to come to her church we came to her house Mm -hmm. you know and got our counseling and stuff from her and it just went from there you know she prophesied that we would minister together you know in our marriage so over the years it has been constant encouragement from her okay Mm -hmm. and she's still giving you Oh, yeah. You through yeah. Everything. Before we got ordained, we talked for several weeks, um, my husband and I and then her and her husband, because I knew that he was going to have questions because he was sitting in the same position. His wife was, right. you know, about to be ordained and then he was going to be there to support. So it's a very interesting position to be in. It is. It is. It is. I, that I get, dynamic. Going to visit other churches even now. um, the men have a lot of interesting things to say to me um, about how much strength it must take to have my wife be um, the center of attention. And I'm like, that sounds like the weakest comment I've ever heard in my life. It really, it really it has. Is. And I'm not saying that the people who said it is weak right. because, again, I, this is not an attack. It, it, it's that that mindset is so toxic and bad yeah. that, you know, what a man's supposed to be up front and everything. It's like that's just a horrible way to think. It is so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. And I think it's just people do not have an understanding of what ministry is absolutely, and how that works mm-hmm. and how it works in every aspect. My husband is a college and career counselor. When I sit and listen to him teach those students, when right. I look at how they respond to him, right. it's no different than an altar call. Right. I mean, they are there. They are focused. Yeah. They are listening. They are praising him for the information that they're giving him. And it's changing their life for edu- in an education. Right. You know, they're these constant first times, you know, students going to college and things like that. And so that's how ministry. can you that's ministry. How can you say it's not ministry? Right. You know, so right. it's I think it's just because of how we have a tendency to look at things in our culture for, you know, church culture and all of that. It's it's just it's it's silly. <laughs> so so what about a shift in mindset? Um but getting getting the title, you know, I'm gonna do air quotes, the title mm-hmm. pastor, um, did that change anything mentally? Um well I I guess somewhat my husband and I we were we went through like deacon training years ago you know here at JNAC so when we did that my husband was like I just don't understand why we have to have this title like he is so against titles always <laughs> I don't like you know? I don't like titles either. He's, yeah he's like no I just want to you know do my job do what it is I'm called to do and I said well it's not that the title is even for you it's for the people who are going to follow you 
So I looked at it the same way. If for them, just like you go to the school, you do need to know who the principal is. Correct. Because the principal has a certain level of understanding and rules right. and regs that they keep up for the teachers. Right. And then you need to know who the teacher is, who's running the classroom, things like that. I said, if we look at it just in a simple way like that, then we can understand the purpose for God giving us titles in order to how we will regulate and, and nurture the people. You know what? I've, I've said this, and maybe you can comment on whether or not I'm, I'm off base here, but I've said I always looked at the titles are more for the back of the church than they are the congregation. And I say that because just like you said, it's a structure thing for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you know the principal – is the is maybe here like an org chart, mm-hmm, right? You need mm-hmm. to know you need to know where you fall in an org chart. Mm-hmm. And I don't and I'm not talking about power. I'm just talking about process. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but you know, as far as the congregation is concerned, you know, we get a lot of questions now on the on the Facebook page about who's the senior pastor. And I sometimes think like, well, has it matter? You know, like mm-hmm. if, if you meet a pastor, you are a pastor. I'm mm-hmm. a pastor. If you meet a pastor, they should be able to satisfy what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, some may be, you know, like I always say, I'm not, I'm not the Bible scholar of the group. So if you're looking to break down scriptures, I can, I can happily guide you <laughs> to who's gonna do that better mm-hmm. than me. Yeah. Um. But in terms of this and that, I, I just think like it's not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. you know. In 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 terms of me, yeah. it's like you know, well, only the senior pastor can pray for me. It's like really, yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> I think it's just it it is. Um, we have to help shift the mindset of the people. Mm-hmm. So I think we are kind of both right in what we're saying. Like it's for the back of the church, and I think it is for the congregation as well. Okay, because there is there's a major responsibility. for for the senior pastor. Right. Um, there's uh or any, you know, our senior pastor and any senior pastor. And then there is a a level of support wh- that she is going to need, you know, right. f- with from us as associate pastors. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we can't pray for them, right? You know, whatever, but if they are not willing to receive it, you know, like Jesus not being accepted in his own home or whatever, because they're looking at him like, you just the carpenter's son, yeah. you know, all of that. That was their mindset. Of course, that wasn't <laughs> right. That wasn't his lack of ability. Right. That was just their mindset. Yeah. But and not to not focus on their mindset. It's like we have to make sure that we understand um, what it is they need, mm-hmm. you know. So as long as we are focusing on what they need, okay. If you can't receive from Jesus, then go get from one of the disciples. Then right. Then go, you know, go have an understanding. So maybe one of them does have an experience. I mean, we know Jesus has had every experience. So right. We, we can't even go there. But as far as we're concerned, there's going to be things that um, I have gone through and that I have seen and experienced that senior pastor can, uh, you know, she can understand also. But I may have more time to kind of do some one-on-one with the person to help them walk through a situation because she has a larger vision. She has, you know, more to do. So Mm -hmm. I think it's I think it it's nothing wrong with someone trying to identify, you know, who it is, but utilize discernment in the next couple sentences in that conversation. Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, let me see where you're going with this. Like, what's the purpose of it? You know? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, speaking of support, like since becoming a pastor, um, I don't know if many people know, but you are, um, one of the main brain children behind this, uh, JNAC Institute that we (laughs) got going on. (laughs) (laughs) How yeah. has how has that been? Well, I I'll say that I have I've been very excited, you know, to be a part of it because for me it is uh prophecy being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um when I was prophesied to um for my calling, my personal calling was that you would um 
teach leaders how to lead. Mm. Um, so when I, you know, begin to research and understand, you know, like what that meant, you know, God started to speak to my heart. He immediately started to work on me, you know, with that gift in that area. So when I see JNAC Institute, it's like, you know, God, you are amazing because, you know, you, you are speaking to us all. Right. You are, you know, talking to us all. And there is a need for us, like we've been talking about, to change the mindset of the people mm-hmm. and to kind of put words to what it is they feel all the time. You need to know and understand. Like we can jump and shout and, you know, go through all of these things in service. But then when someone asks, okay, what what is Jesus' name known for? You know, what someone who is not saved, someone who doesn't come to this church, what are they known for? And then JNAC, I mean, uh, yeah, JNAC Institute, We'll put words to that, like the call that God wants us to be good stewards and to understand, you know, our mental health and things like that. That how do you live a saved life? It's not just being in the church 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's not that. You got to learn how to pay your bills. Absolutely. You you got to learn that when you overwhelm that you need, you know, a little self-care or, you know, mental health care, you know, things like that. Um, You do need to know what the word of God is. God says, so the Christian education pillar, you are a leader in your home sometimes as well as in the church. So how do I manage, you know, my household as a Christian? So again, I feel like it is the, you know, revealing a prophecy and God is going to walk us step by step into growing it. And I don't think it's going to remain here. Um, And when I say that, I feel like there are other ministries that need to understand how to um, develop some of these culture traits that we're trying to to give. Mm-hmm. And I see God um, using us as like a, a catalyst to be able to nurture other ministries so they can do the same thing. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to look up the four pillars here. So I know, um, so JNAC Institute, for those who don't know, um, JNAC.org, everybody, mm-hmm. go ahead and go to the, our website and click on the banner for the JNAC Institute. Um, we have four pillars. Um, it's basically, you can look at in- JNAC Institute like a school, um, yep. but more focused on these four pillars. So we have the financial pillar. We have um, Christian education. Yep. We have mental health. Mm-hmm. And the and fourth leadership. one is leadership. 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 Mm-hmm. That's important. Yeah. Because... Um, in order to grow the kingdom, I I truly do believe, like my wife's vision is is all about this, is is creating leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. just congregation members, but yeah. leaders. Yeah. Because it's so important that all the branches of the tree are able to fully function, just yes. like you made mention of um learning what this walk really is. Yeah. It's not you go from <clears throat> I'm a Christian now. <laughs> right. I'm a Christian now. I'm a Christian. So like, now what? Now yeah. what? The, yeah. What does that even mean? What does like that you, mean? Yeah. What does that look like? Yes. You know, how do I, you know, I, how do I go back to the salon and what do I do today? Like, right. do I keep talking about God like all day? Do I not listen to, you know, the secular music like immediately anymore? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what what do I do? Right. What do I do when I have an issue, when I have a problem, when I'm trying to figure out, you know, bills and, you know, how to do business? Like, what, what does that really look like? Yeah. One thing I love about my walk is or this walk mm-hmm. the kingdom is that everyone's journey is a personal one yes um us as pastors or church members or everybody can give guidance mm-hmm. um and understanding but you everybody out there you have to know god for yourself yeah i can't tell you what your walk looks like mm-hmm. i can i can show you some pitfalls i can we can explain to you you know um examples obviously read your word yep that definitely. is that is the instruction manual <laughs> yes of exactly everything. nowhere around thing, it and the great thing about the bible is you could read the same story i tell you uh seven different times mm-hmm. and get seven different meanings right from it. yeah it's crazy yes uh, depending on where you are in life yep that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So, yeah, so JNAC Institute, like I said, those four pillars, um, we have classes in person or online. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the I wanted to shout out the one that's currently running Shifting the Culture, which you are leading. Yeah. That has been really good. Okay, thank that you. That was really good. I yeah. really, really, yeah. really enjoyed uh, the sessions that I uh, sat in on yeah. about the the seven cultures of JNAC. Um, that's a different story. We're not going to get into right. that today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing. JNAC Institute is ab- absolutely amazing. <laughs> amazing. And you are uh, one of the people making it work. So yeah. Sh- get, Praise get, everybody, the Lord. If you if you're listening in your car or wherever, let's just give a hand clap to uh, <laughs> Miss Fontema here. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So we've talked a lot about you, about your journey. Um, but one quick side note before I go into gardening, which, <laughs> yeah, y'all, she's a gardener. Uh, but um, you may mention of the salon multiple times. I know you're currently with another pastor of ours. Mm-hmm. Y'all doing y'all thing over there yep. at uh, Tasha's shop. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been a uh, stylist? Or, uh, I'm sorry. What what is the correct term I'm looking for? I, I, I use stylus. Okay. Yeah. I, I use stylus. I want yeah. to disrespect. I want to disrespect. I use stylus. You know, back in the day, it was beautician. Right. And, right. And you know, hairdresser and all of that. But yeah, stylus, no big deal. How long have you been doing that? When, okay. What what got you into that? I, I have been a uh, hairstylist for. 30 plus years, pretty right, much. So yeah. My husband and I met, uh-huh. you know, I, I was doing hair. I always was a shampoo girl from like 14, 15 years old. Is that is that um, how you start yeah. washing heads? Yeah, that's okay. how you start. That's how you start shampooing heads and, you know, making coffee, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, cleaning up the shop, folding towels, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, that was my start. And and my mom's hairstylist um, gave me that that job. Okay. You know, she gave me that job. And then from there, I went to, we used to do, um, they still do it at CLC, the tech campus. Mm-hmm. They do, when you're in high school, you can go to beauty school. Oh, you know, okay. as I long, know Yeah, okay. so like they do firefighting and, you know, they do EMT, yeah, yeah. nursing. They do all types of stuff, but they also has co- have cosmetology. Like a trade. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So for us, for me, I should say. Um, they didn't have CLC yet. So when I was in high school, there was a beauty school downtown Waukegan called John Amico. Okay. And they did it. They partnered with the high school. So at our last two periods of the day, we get on the bus and we go to John Amico and we learned cosmetology. So that was my start. Okay. And then, you know, from, from high school. And then after that, you know, I graduated, went to Pivot Point in Chicago and been doing hair ever since. All right. So if if you need that, that, that whip (laughs) laid fresh, go ahead and check (laughs) Miss Fatima out at, Tasha Toys yeah. on Green Bay Road, y'all, for yeah. y'all Waukegan listeners. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, so one of the things um, that I found out when I met you, when we became part of the pastoral team, which, again, you know, I, I got to tell y'all out there, if, if we had a microphone in the in the room during our pastoral meetings, oh my God. I don't know whether or not <laughs> The church would close <laughs> or get bigger. I don't. I don't. Which, I don't know which one. But we ain't got no depending sense. Depending on the meeting. Yeah. Depending on the meeting. <laughs> one week it might close. And I'm the next meet. And I'm probably the main thousands. culprit. I, I probably am. I'm. I'm probably the you, most you childish gotta, you one. You gotta get stuff started. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think you like to stir the pot sometimes. I do, but, but it's fun. Yeah. We meet a lot, so yeah. we need that. We <laughs> Tiffany believes in a lot of meetings, baby. <laughs> That's God, just the God, wants, God wants tomorrow, actually. But um, um, one of the things I found out about you, which I couldn't even believe, <laughs> is that you're a gardener. Yes. Now, so I recently, um, I'd say about a year or so ago, I was on um, Discovery Plus. That's a little streaming service that HGTV is on, right? Okay, yeah. So I saw a lady. I want to, man, I'm, I don't want to mess up where she's from. I think she's from one of the islands in the Caribbean. Um, but she's a, a like a gardener, got a gardening show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't see many black folks 
like in the gardening and maybe i'm just ignorant mm-hmm. to the fact because i haven't yeah. like i know everyone's listening gonna be like what you talking about this a lot <laughs> it's like i've never seen it right right but so it's like it was it was weird to find out that you got that green thumb <laughs> what what is your journey <laughs> where did that even start okay my family on my my mother's side, my grandmother, mm-hmm. um, the same ones that are all pastors and, you know, not all, but several. But they are farmers, mm. like active farmers. Okay. So when I grew up, when I went to Alabama to visit, I went to an active farm. And you was on, you was working. They yes. put you to work. Yes, tractors, you wow. know, hay, okay. cows. We would name the cows. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of it. Pigs. See, I couldn't uh, name cotton, them. Cotton. I couldn't beans. name them because when it was time to to let them go or put them down, I, yeah. I, I couldn't do it because they got a name. Though. And we, I mean, we wouldn't know like which was which, but we literally got to go um, when they were being sold, and we knew when they were being sold, they were going to be How slaughtered. Old were you? So I was. I mean, it was like all when I was growing up. Okay. So from as far back as I can remember, it's probably five or six, uh-huh. and that's from telling my mother certain stories, and then she was like, "Girl, you was only five years old," you know when that happened so my sister is six years older than me my brother is three years younger than me and then we got cousins in between there so we would all go down to you know alabama so a working farm is what i was raised that is awesome yeah so i'm assuming now currently your your house is just yes i have i have plants everywhere i grow my own herbs and dry them and make seasoning. Um, awesome. In the summertime, I grow, you know, we in Illinois, so it's cold. So in the summertime, I grow tomatoes, peppers. Uh, I just did potatoes and sweet potatoes this year. Just got some little ones. But, you know, yeah, I I That's love awesome. to garden. I so love we, it. Uh, I tried. We tried. Um, <laughs> and we, we succeeded. My mom would grow, like, got a tomato tree. Mm-hmm. She would plant tomatoes, mm-hmm. um, and we would eat from there. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to grow jalapenos because I like jalapenos. Yeah, I grow stuff. jalapenos. So I grow that's habaneros. Really, that's really awesome. I so got them got in like the freezer. Big, the flower bed, all that in yep. the backyard, yep. all of that. Yep, that is really yep. cool. So, what is something about gardening? Like, what what if, if I'm starting out? What how would you explain gardening to me? What is the what are the like if I said, you know, if you want to grow in the kingdom, you know, you got to read your word, mm-hmm. you got you know, you to pray, you got to do that. Like what is what are the essentials of gardening? OK, uh, good soil. Uh huh. Um, Which we don't have at my house. Right. <laughs> it's 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 almost like clay. Yeah. So, so you yeah. So you would have to amend the soil. Yeah. So you'd have to add nourishment and stuff like that to it. So good soil, um, good seed, water, and time. Okay. You know, gardening takes a lot of patience. Um, but you know that you're going to get something in the end. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting, yeah. you know, and it, it kind of like wakes you up in the morning. I get up in the morning and have my devotion and then it's like, okay, let me see what's growing today. It's it's not this Netflix era though. It ain't like, you know, not two days and you, voila. It's like you said, patience. It's, it's yeah, like, yeah. But it it's like, time. it's like growth. You see the, the transformation. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it really is. Cool. Yeah. So I always knew about water. Water is, water is life. I mm-hmm. just told my nephew that the other day. I'm like, water can't have life without Mm-mm. water. Um, and light too. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Light. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Depending sun. on, depending on the plant. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because you can, um, you can grow stuff. Like I start growing some of my, vegetables indoors okay. so they're getting the in indoor light you know they're getting light from the sun but it's kind of filtered through the curtains and stuff like that but i get them started you know there so that i can get them prepared you know for i'm that is uh i would say over the past few years that's something that's kind of newer to me okay you know preparing them in the house you uh-huh. know so that i can get them ready so it does it's like you're checking the months you're checking temperatures you know things like that because when you bring stuff in the house you got to make sure that Bugs don't t- start to infest it because it's too right. uh, moist or right. whatever in the house in the wintertime. So, you know, just different things like that. It just it, it's different, but I love it. Yeah. I love it. It just it gives me such peace. That's you know, awesome. It does. It's it therapeutic. Me, it way, is. Huh? It's very so therapeutic. So do you talk to your plants? <laughs> is there any is there any truth to talking to your plants? It is. 
is. It is. Okay. But I don't think it's the way people think it is. I may come downstairs and I'll look over and like my indoor plants, I may see one that's kind of like yellow, a leaf that's kind of yellow. And I say, oh, you kind of sad today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so I come over. It's like, I'm going to handle that. So I'll take it off. I'll pull it off or I'll cut it off or something like that. Or I may see one plant that some plants, their leaves are like kind of plump because right. they hold water. So then when you see them, they, they're very dramatic. So like, <laughs> they, they will literally like shrivel, you know, they'll yeah. kind of shrivel like, you know, I need some water. <laughs> <laughs> so when you water them <laughs> in about two hours, like they'll plump up and they'll stretch back out. So I have a video that I took of one of my plants that does that because uh. I was like, people, they would just be amazed. But it just it's just patience and there's something that I get up and I do every day. Do you name your plants too? No, I oh, don't, don't name do that. them. I don't name them. I think the only thing that I like to know their names, you know, because okay. they have like, you yeah. know, in the holder culture society, like they have really big long names. Uh -huh. So I like to know their names and okay. where they came from or whatever and then why, you know, certain things, you know, happen. Any like exotic ones or are you pretty normal I have, or I have a yeah, a lot well, I'll I'll say this. Most uh indoor plants are kind of exotic plants okay. because they don't grow naturally. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so even though like, you know, lilies and palms and stuff like that, they grow on islands, okay. you know, cer certain ones, you okay. know, so most of them are, are that way. But I have some weird looking ones. Like I have one that has these like white, it's green leaf and it has these white um, polka dots. It's called a... Um, a polka dot fern, basically. Uh -huh. And my daughter walks past it and she always says, what's wrong with this plant? <laughs> I think she thinks it's diseased. And I'm like, girl, yeah. that's the plant. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it does. That's what it does. That's why I like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't so. be talking about my plants. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny. That is awesome, man. Yeah. That, now, don't let me hear you uh, growing weed at your house. Well, but, you uh, know, just mind your business. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I know you die. I know you die. I mean, if you was, maybe you know, I, I wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> we'll talk about it in the pastoral meetings, right? Darn it, that is awesome. That is oh, awesome, man. man. Well, Fatima, I had a really, really good time <laughs> chopping it up with this you, as good. as we always do. Me yeah. and you always joke anyway. Yes, um, yes. And you always you you corral me back in sometimes in the meetings <laughs> when I'm when I'm going off the rails. Uh, but that's the anti part. That's yeah, the anti part. The All right part. now. It's enough. But, yeah. Let's get back to the topic. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh to close it out, uh the segment I love, top five movies. Oh Lord. I'm a movie guy. I love movies. And I know people might be listening it's like, well we ain't heard your top five movies yet. Well my top five movies is uh, saved for a special occasion. So when, when I bring it out, you know, it, you, you, you guys will know. But I always want to ask the people I talk to their top five movies. Um, if you want to order them, that's fine. If no order, I'm fine with that too. Uh, Tammy cheated a bit with her <laughs> list. She had like seven movies on it, oh, which gosh. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we talked about it for a little bit before we... Uh, before we get out of here. So. Well, I will say because we're in the, the I'm going to put a little spin on it. Okay. Because we're in like the holiday season, uh -huh. I'll say the favorite holiday movies. Oh, you better pick right. <laughs> you better pick right. <laughs> well, for me, for me, and I might have to explain. Okay. So I, I, I don't know if it's in order, but of course I love The Wiz. And to me, that is a holiday movie because oh, me and my kids man. only watch it during the holidays. On, man. I, thought, I knew I was going to get in trouble with I that. I thought you was on my side. We just let me tell did you, this podcast. Let me tell you, Greg, I have only seen The Wizard of Oz once, and I can't even remember if I saw it fully. Mm. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to move Podcast on. Podcast over. <laughs> so, The Wiz, This Christmas, mm. National Lampoon's Christmas. Thank you. Baby. That is number one <laughs> yeah, Christmas I movie. Said, that's what I said. I can't say whether it's in order or not. Um, uh, what's, what's the other one? Okay, it's a movie called The Ref. 
the ref. Have, with, um, it's um, I forget his name. He used to Dennis do like Leary? the car. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I've heard about it. Where the couple that's gonna get a they're gonna get a divorce. I heard about and it. And he's yeah. robbing their house or something. And then the fifth one, oh God. I don't know. Mm. Like what would be my fifth one? I guess I can say. Well, no, no. Let me. I, I know I didn't even have a, a brain fart. The Grinch. Which one? The with Jim Carrey. Oh, okay, the Jim Carrey. Of one. course, the original cartoon. Mm-hmm. And because you know, grew up watching that, and then Jim Carrey. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I love the Grinch. I have Grinch solid. pajamas. Solid. <laughs> yeah, solid. Okay. I, I always love. I got the Grinch. a good list. I always love the Grinch. Except for the Wiz. The holiday movies. Except for the Wiz. I'm not with you, but I, I'll I allow it. it. I'll allow it. I don't want people to think I hate the Wiz. <laughs> I don't want people to think I hate the Wiz. But this oh, Christmas was interesting. That's a newer one. Yeah, and I like it. I really do. It's, yeah. a, it's a good movie. I like Although it. Although I always make fun of uh, the end when it's like, oh, so just let Chris Brown sing this Christmas. And all of the things that were bothering everybody, they all get exactly. wrapped up in a well, nice boat. That's, <laughs> that's the whole idea of Christmas That's movies. the whole idea. It's, it's to like, iron all that mess yeah, out and like, have a good song at the end. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we ain't got no problems over here. <laughs> Solid holiday uh, list. Yay. I uh, I give it first G stamp of approval. All right. I'll take that. All right. Well, <laughs> you can catch Fontima on JNAC Institute on various classes. You can check her and her husband out with the marriage department, which actually um, right now you guys are doing it through eChurch. But I yeah. might... Um, you guys might transition over. Marriage Corner might uh might come over here in a podcast hey, form. Hey, hey, yeah, we would love Janak, that on the Janak feed. We would love that. So you can check that. them out there okay. if you're newlywed or or if you need advice or whatever. Mm-hmm. The Vaughns are your people. Yep. Thank you, ma'am. All right, thank you for hanging sir. out with First G. First G, this was awesome. So excited. Remember, everybody out there listening, um, you can get the Janak podcast wherever you get your podcast. Um. Have a lovely, lovely holidays. Um, there will be a podcast coming um, Thanksgiving week. I don't know which one. We're recording quite a few of them, so mm-hmm. you guys stay tuned for that. Um, like and subscribe, actually. Um, you know, if if you hate this podcast and you can't stand <laughs> the way I sound, you know, I want to hear about it. First G can take it. There you go. If you love it, let's love it, but we want to know. How you feeling out there? Um, but until next time, this is First G signing out. Y'all, uh, y'all uh, don't eat too much uh, Thanksgiving. All right. All right. All right. See y'all. Soon. <laughs>